All right, here we go. Gittin Erev Shabbos. We are Bez Hashem. Moving along in Perak Yedalid of, of uh, the Bulvavi. And this is the last shlav, the last step as the Bulvavi uh, sets the foundations for our understanding of how to come to Kirbas Hashem Bechushes, how to come to cl- uh, closeness to Hashem Bechushes and our innermost uh, our innermost feelings and our innermost feelings, Lamaisa, is who we truly are. Without the mind, uh, without the mind and the uh, the thought process getting in the way, so we're we're developing and learning to understand who we truly are. And the more we understand who we truly are, the more we can be in a relationship. It's it's very hard to have a relationship with. Uh, another kayach, either with another person or another power or the only power like the Rabbani Shalalim, if I don't know what I'm doing in that relationship and, and who I am and where I come from and, and what I'm doing there. And last week we had a, a, a focus on the three steps that need to be uh, done to accomplish anything and specifically when it comes to tefillah and those were machshava, you need to have the thought process, the knowledge behind it, the dibor, the articulation, the speech, which ultimately plays out in Misa, plays out in action. When it comes to tefillah, the action is the dibur, right? The, to speak to Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the action, but it's it's chaval that you, to to miss the steps and to jump straight to the Misa, to jump straight to the action without any machshava behind it, without any knowledge and das that that goes on behind it. It's it's lacking its neshama. It's lacking the neshama, um, which is there. Okay. So that is, you know, that was the the uh, the yisaid, the foundational idea of tefillah building up to this week. And now the bavav is going to give us the final step of of uh, the of the foundation for parakidalit for the fourteenth parak, and it is as follows. So here we go. Fascinating, fascinating um, uh, shlav. Fascinating step. Here we go. So this is titled, this last step is, is entitled Bir Nekudas Haratzen, Clarifying My Own Will. Clarifying My Own Will. It's a, such a powerful idea. We're here talking about tefillah, and talk, which is a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says Bovavi, in order to, under, in order to get to the truest place in a relationship, I have to also clarify my will in the relationship. Not what am I willing to do, but why am I even here for the relationship? I have to clarify for myself. If I care about tefillah, I want to clarify why. Why do I care about tefillah? What's driving us to even be learning together? What's, what's driving all this? So says Bovavi, incredible, here we go. These three stages that we learned about last week, where you need the machshava, you need the, the thought process, the presence of mind, which leads to the speech and the maisa, the action of tefillah. This is all important, but he says you should know, and the truth of the matter, there's an additional step, which is deeper, which is a step not only deeper, but even perhaps prior to those three steps, and that is the will, the drive, the why. 
Here we go. A person be, might begin to clarify, and we've been working on this for months and months, and we clarify, not that we know, but it's part of our essence, there's certainly a creator to the world. Okay, now one second. Be'etzem, essentially, why do I even care? Bechlal at all. Why do I care if there's a creator or not? We're here, there's a Rebbeinu Shalaylam, we need to connect to Rebbeinu Shalom. Why? What do I care? Very nice there's a creator. Well, what's driving me to connect to that? What's driving me to even be interested in all this? What, what's motivating me to clarify this? Is it because I'm scared of Gehenna? I'm, I'm scared if I, if I don't understand all these things, I'm going to burn. That's what you're scared of. That's the problem. That, that's what a relationship is, is uh, built upon. Yeah. Maybe it's a lack of inner satisfaction. Some people, they, they get uh, disgruntled with their own lives. So they go running for spirituality, whatever that means. Yeah, whatever it means to them. Whatever that word means. I'm not satisfied. He's something more. What? what? So what, what is it? Pinpoint it. I want to be more successful. What's put on, I have to think to myself. We need to think to ourselves individually. What's pushing me to care? What's pushing me to care to even be in a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch? This takes contemplation. This takes time. This is not, this is not a... I, I doubt any of us can say right here on the spot with full das backing it up, full machshava. We can come up with reasons why people would, but if we want to back up what we learned last week with machshava with thought, it takes time to contemplate this. It takes time. Now, why would I could tell you why other people do? It's very easy to do. I could tell you other people, you know, want a relationship with Hashem. But I have to think to myself: Where am I coming from in this? Where, where understand myself in this relationship? Again, you can't be in a healthy relationship if, if I'm not aware, if, if I'm not aware of me, where I stand in it. Okay? So whenever somebody thinks about something, there must be a cause. I don't know what the expression is now, but uh, years ago it used to be when somebody told you something that you weren't, you didn't have a second care for, or even a first care, you would say, what, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Or something like that. Like, it's nothing, like, what are you talking about? I don't care. People bring up conversations. If you were to walk over to me, like, you want to know the community politics in, in nowhere's place, uh, New Mexico. You know I'm going to say? Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. I, I'm, I'm not interested. Huvada yana, you could you could talk to me about something that has nothing. I'm not interested. Is I'm going to say that doesn't interest me. I don't live in that place. I don't have any friends who live there. That you're even having a conversation with me. I just don't care. I got nothing to do with that. Even a person who can be bored out of his mind. I've got plenty of time. I'm not going to allow my brain. To contemplate that matter, I might, you might throw a tidbit, a random Snapple fact about it at me, some random trivia, 
but I, I'm, I'm not willing. I'm not willing to, to seriously even like put headspace into that. You know why? Because I don't care. I don't care. I have no interest. I have no interest. For there to be interest, there has to be a certain and there has to be a certain desire concerning that matter. If, if I don't have a rutzen, notice, I don't have a rutzen, I don't have a will to know what's happening in that place. See, guess what? I have no interest because there's no rutzen. For there to be interest, there must be a will. And therefore, even after a person's clarified that there is a creator, and again, that takes his pointness, that takes thought, that takes clarification, that takes contemplation. Even after that, now I need to think to myself, one second, I just clarified there's a creator. Why did I spend time on that? What drove me to care? What drove me to care? And if a person were to say, let's walk around the streets, and randomly stop people, put a microphone in their mouth, uh, you know, in front of them, and ask them, say, do you know that there's a God? Do you know there's a God? Most people will probably say, I don't really care if there is or there isn't. It doesn't really impact me much. My life seems to be okay. Like, I don't know. And then they move on. And if so, I need to ask myself, why actually am I one of those who cares about there being a creator? There's large groups of people that don't care. It doesn't matter to them. Why do I care? Why, why are we here learning together? Why, why do I desire to be one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? To, to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in me. Why? I, we're talking about the Vekas connection and clinging. Why am I one of those, uh, why am I one of those people? This is a deep concept. There's a tremendous depth to what's taking place here with Ratzin, with the will. What's willing me? What's driving me? He says you should know something. And here's where he's, it's going to be helpful. He says, even if you don't know why, and some of us may not know, a lot of people may not know why we care so much. We just know we do. Which is okay. Even if I don't know why, it must be clear to me, as is with anything, that I do want to clarify it. And if I want to clarify it, that means I have the rutzen, I have the will. Now, why is this important? Why is this important? He's saying, you know, you want to clarify that you want it. It's important to know the whys. So notice this. I want to just pause for a minute and double click on these words. What Bavavi is teaching us is 
the more we clarify for ourselves the source of what's driving us, what's the source? Is it because my parents told me that I should do this? Is there something that happened? Whatever it is, the more I clarify why I'm doing it, the more enduring it's going to be. Not that you can't have it without understanding. You could have it. You could have it without understanding. But it's not going to endure. If I don't spend time in my machshava, in my thoughts, understanding the why. Now, I'm going to take this one layer further. The why doesn't have to be and shouldn't be complicated. It's not like this very wild. It, it could be something simple, but, but no why. Again, the simplest things, as we've been learning for months already, is the truest. Simple is not bad. It's not shallow. Simple, when things are basic, it's in your face, it's emes. It's true. But he says, just understand, know why we're even driven to try to understand how to be in this close relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's driving? Because the more I could understand this, even if not, maybe not fully right now, the more I could understand, the more enduring the will is going to be. Why? So he gives a, he gives a parable. He explains. He says, He says, you'll find many, many people. They start out with many business endeavors. I think they say, I don't know the exact number, statistics, very high majority of new businesses go belly up after the first year. It's a very high number. I don't know if it's 90% or whatever it is. It's a very high number. And it goes, after the first year, it's very hard. Misaskim Shuayim, why? He says, what happens is like this. People get involved in all new things and you, you work at it for two weeks. Chaydesh, a month. Chadshayim, two months. And then eventually we stop. We started. And we saw that it's harder than we thought. We thought it would be easier. Fun. Yeah. Understanding. Yeah, it's, it'll overall be fun. But there's things to work at. We didn't like And it turns out it's not that easy. And we're like, you know, it's just not worth it. I wanted something. And then we stopped. Why do we quit? Because the background of the will, the, the spine, from the beginning, wasn't that strong. It wasn't high. It wasn't tall. Meaning, very often we'll open a new business endeavor. We want to make money. I want to make money. And I think, Makala. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's not going to be that complicated, that hard. And now I get to work at it and it's clear. It takes more than what I thought. So I'm a on it. Forget it. It's just not worth it. I'm a I give up. Because the original will, the Ratzin that they had, once the going got tough, there wasn't enough background will or clarification of the will that helped pull them through that tough hurdle. 
Zokto Bovavi says Bovavi, precious. Precious. He says, if you want to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu truly, there's going to be, as we've been learning, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, and there's going to be ups that we think are ups and really downs, and there's going to be downs that we think are downs that are really ups. Sometimes you think you're not doing well in your Avedas Hashem and you're doing great. Sometimes we think we're doing great and we're not doing great. We don't even know. The whole thing's confusing. As we were learning, sometimes you feel distant from Hashem and Hashem's purposely putting us there, so we'll serve Him from a feeling of distance. We don't know what's up, but we don't know what's down. So that itself is going to be tough. Acharei writes in Amash Yeshlis Bainin his Bainin his Gemura. See, this is, this is why I'm saying, says Bovavi, this is why if you really want something, you have to contemplate. I'm entering this, and I want to know why. Acharei is Bainin And after we know the why, I think about it. And it, again, it could be a simple answer. But once that answer is there, and I truly know what's driving me, that will always be there. That will always be there. So that when there are times that are trying, I'm not going to walk away from this relationship. And you should know, and we know, it's those who get through the experiences that end up being the closest. I had a great shidduch question asked to me a couple years ago. Somebody called me about a family of a young man they were looking into. And I, I gave a glowing report, Baruch Hashem. Yeah, wasn't a difficult situation to give a glowing report for. And the person who was talking to me said a beautiful thing. They said, that all sounds nice. What have you been through with them to know that this is really true? And I, and, and I had to like, Think for a little bit. I had been through things with them, which is why I had a lot of confidence in it. When you, when you go through something with somebody and you make it through, your relationship with them and your trust that you have with them and your bonding that you have with them is it's it's in a place that you would never. It's impossible to get to without that trying experience. A relationship that hasn't been tried cannot reach. A relationship that's been tried. But you also cannot make it through the trying times if you don't have the rutzen. So the stronger we make the rutzen, and the more contemplation, and the, the more we learn to understand ourselves and our rutzen with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then we can speak to ourselves. You have the machshava, again, which leads to dibur. It's important to articulate to myself. And then after we clarify that, guess what? Now says Bovavi, he's bringing us full circle. Now you show up and you talk to Hashem. I thought about it, I talked to me, and now I talk to Hashem. How do you explain to Hashem? It's quiet, it's intimate. When I come to HaKadosh Baruch I know why I'm there. I know I have a Ratzon to be there. I know what I'm focused on. All I want is to be connected to you, Hakshem. I don't need to scream at you. You're not far. You're right. You're you're not only right next to me. You're inside of me. There's das. There's contemplation. There's knowledge backing up my tefillah. The whole relationship is a whole. It's a whole different league. It's a different league. 
says, this is the foundational idea I want to give over. He says, let me give you a wrap up to this. So let me give you a, a sikum, all right? A conclusion. We got to make sure, know for ourselves that there is truly a ratzen. And for there to truly be a ratzen, a will, a desire to be one and in a relationship with Hashem, how does that come? With machshava. That comes with spending time thinking. Nidrash binyan I have to I have to understand myself. Person spends a long time thinking about and that there is a creator in everything and that gives me and is involved with me everything. And then after that stage, what happens then? There's a creator and the creator is with me. Literally, personally involved in every last matter. On each and every point. I'm speaking these things out with myself. And after I speak this out with myself, and I know why I'm there, and I know how I'm connected to Hashem, this is where the greatest and most powerful tefillah comes out. And again, tefillah, we still can't get confused. My brain still takes me to Shachros bin Chamarev. It's true that's times when we daven. Tefillah is when we're connected. Tefillah is when we connect. Now how, do, how does this play out? As he, we learned last week. It has to be done the right way. In the three steps. Contemplation, speech, action. You can't just jump in. Oh I'm speaking to Hashem. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Without the das, without the background, I feel we, we could, and we should, if it's better than nothing else. But obviously, that's not the that's not the pinnacle. I feel shana al nakuda. You could spend a half a year on on this on this nakuda on this matter. Yeah, it's uh, you, you could be working this for a long time. You we still need to spend a few minutes. Each time that we commit ourselves to connecting to Hashem on this. It's going to feel differently and look differently at different stages of our lives and in different spaces that we're in. For light calls manam shavim, and every time it's not always equal, it's not the same. Again, sometimes we're clicking spiritually, sometimes we're not clicking spiritually. Sometimes, again, it's confusing. We don't know where, we don't know what. In a general fashion, this is the process. That should be used. Now, Yesh Yomim, this is where he wraps up, and we'll end with this. Yesh Yomim Sha'adam Koyif says, You should know there's exceptions. There's exceptions to this. He says, I'm telling you, everything needs to work in stages. He says, There's exceptions. I'll tell you one. When you're in so much pain, or you're going through so much, such an extreme emotion, you mamish start to scream out in front of HaKadosh Baruch You scream out. It's not like you even need to think about it. It's just your whole kishk is just in it. It's there. He says this is actually a good thing. It's good when that plays out, but you can't live like that. You can't live in a life of extremes. You're not going to function in a relationship 
or know yourself in extremes. In general, the healthy way, says Balvavi, is to go through these three steps, Machshava, Dibur, and Maisa. And there's times where there's exceptions to the rule, like every rule. There's exceptions. Sometimes you're going to go straight to the Maisa because you're just in it. You're like, mm, you're mamish in. Zui Turas Abinyan Baifun Klali. Okay, this is the, the general overview. just want to give a, a, a little thing that we spoke out in the women's lunch I learned today that uh, I heard B'Shem Rav Matasio Solomon, Zechot Tzadik Levracha, and um, he says that Umpara went down to the water. Um, starts the other way. Hashem told Maish Rabbeinu to bring Makas Dam. How? He says, in the morning, Babaikir, in the morning, go to the river, and that's where Paro is going to be. He goes down to bathe, goes down to the river, and, and that's where the, the Makkah of Dam is going to start. The plague of the blood is going to start. Says Ramatisio, he says that, what, why did it take place by the river? So Rashi says, Paro claimed he was a god, and he never needed to use the restroom. There's no waste in his body. And he would always use the restroom in the morning. That's what he would do by going to the Nile. If he were to go to the bathroom in his house, he could get busted for it. Go in the Nile, it gets washed away right away, nobody knows anything. So he would claim he's taking a shower, taking a bath. And Lamaisa, he would use the restroom. That was always his trick that he used. So what Rabban Shalom did is he sent Maisha down to the water and he turned the water into blood. Turned the water into blood. Ravatsil makes it longer, but the, the point that he gets to is that as soon as the water became blood, Paro had no excuse to go into the water anymore. You don't bathe in blood. And now Paro was stuck. He had to use the restroom and he had nowhere to go. He had nowhere to go. He was stuck. It was painful. And the Rabbanishalam sent Maisha there on purpose because this was the quickest way for Paro to come to, to, come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When Paro's in, Paro's in pain... And he has to keep this image of being a god, and he now he has no nowhere to go to use the bathroom. Right? Sounds comical, but it's not. Chasvasholam, somebody's has has a problem with their with their uh, system and their tubes of uh, you know of of relieving themselves. You start screaming out to Hashem, You're like Hashem, I need help over here, right? He said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Maisha, I'm going to give Paro the best chance of finding out about me quickly, and he's going to call out to me fast. He's going to get to know me. And it's going to happen first thing in the morning when he's not able, when he's not able to use the restroom. And it's this emotion, it's this emotion that there's times where a person, let's take this into our own lives, that's Paro, let's leave Paro and now come into ourselves as the Sfar uh, and Makadashim tell us every... every uh, Personality in uh, in the Torah has every yid has uh, the personality of every of uh, every person in the Torah. We all have Paro in us. We have Maish Rabbeinu in us. We have Amavino. There's always this element inside of us. Uh, Bilam, uh, everybody, everything, all the uh, all the names, and that's why we're we're complicated. You know, we're we have all these different things we need to we need to handle. We have this element of Paro in us, and and. Where we don't fully ever want to believe that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is completely in control, but we end up at times. There are going to be times where we just get it, and we it, with, without any machshava leading up to it, we're just like rebunish them. I know you're here, and I, I, I need your help. We're, we're full throttle in. 
But that's not a constant thing that's going to happen. That's something that's going to happen, you know, at times. It's not unhealthy, says Bovavi, but we have to know what the regular process should be. You know what, what's normal, and then where the exception of the rule is. Zui tzuras habinyan b'ifaklali. This is a general overview. Hadvarim namarim b'ktsari. He says that we've really got. You know, he says we've done this in a very short uh, discussion. Avolhim ma'idiyas idiyam. He says everything we were talking here is fundamental. These are foundations, foundations of things that a yid needs to think about as we grow in in being close with Hakadosh Baruch Hu and understanding who I am. And the more I understand what I am and where I come from and what we're doing, that's going to strengthen a MS Dick relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The kol nekuda shall toys b'hem chas v'shol b'chayel leads our bilbul, and any error could create uh, confusion in this. And, and, and remove us from being present in in the relationship. Hakadosh Baruch Hu yazrish you advar muvar and behirim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu shall help us as we learn through this and clarify these matters via skablu alev hashaimim. And hopefully it will be accepted into, uh, into the hearts of, of uh, each of us. So this is the, you know, some of the foundational ideas that Bovavi is preparing us for. And Be'ez Hashem, next week we will pick up with the new parak, with the 15th parak, which is uh, entitled, Sheva Yipol Tzadik Bakam. Uh, a, a tzaddik falls seven times and, and, and gets back up. And the Bovavi calls this Tzuras Avaida. This is actually the way of Avaida. The way of Avaida is Sheva Yipol Tzaddik Bakam. And Avaida again is Tfila, And he's going to bring these ideas of Machshava, uh, Dibur Amaisa, as well as, as, well as uh, understanding why and, and uh, start bringing all these ideas together into how this creates the makeup of a, of a righteous person who's here to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, we'll hold it here for this week. If anybody has any questions or comments, uh, feel free.